On today's episode, we have my friend, our friend, Jason McBride in here. We uh, talk about gender norms, gender roles, and uh, some of the things that fit into who we are as people that may fall outside of that scope. We learn about Adam's obsession of pedicures. <laughs> no. And having those meat hooves of his. That's your, that's your obsession with pedicures. Dude, pedi- I love I some pedicures. Pedi- I love me some pe- I love pedicures and dirty dancing. <laughs> yeah. That's how I get done. Yep. So we, we talk about that, and then we have another um, installment of Adam's Escapades, where we try and help Adam finally get over the hump of dating. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's a huge hump here. Yeah, we try and help him finally, finally, uh, I don't know, figure out his situation. Question of the week, guys. Uh, what's your guilty pleasure that's typically out of your, your gender norm, your, uh, your gender stereotype? Tweet us at OBP Raw. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the same name. If you want to continue the conversation or have any topics that you would like to talk to us about, feel free to email, email us at OBPpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play. We're up. We're live. Please go on, like us, share us, tell your friends about us. Even if you don't like us, tell everyone about us. Please yep. subscribe and download. We appreciate all the support Absolutely. and all the outreach. Tell all your friends about us too. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Enjoy this episode. Appreciate it. Dude, I was today. I was watching. And I was listening to Joe Rogan, and they were talking about the guys Man, who use the sky, the, use the um, the wingsuits. Yeah, and dude, have you seen that video? of The guy hitting the bridge, and he it, he explodes. Oh, it severs what? his leg. Oh no wait, no. Way. There's did he die? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. There's one. <laughs> there's one where a guy hits, and it's like red mist. Mm. He hits. Oh, and I didn't it's see like, that one. Poof. And you, because he just basically squeezes out of his suit. He's going like two hundred fucking miles an hour, and he he misjudges. He just goes poof. Yeah, mm. this one was uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It was like Dave, Dave, Dave Earnhardt, Dave Mirror. Westman, or something like. <laughs> Anyways, he was like a professional. Like he was a professional base jumper. Uh, he was actually like sponsored, and him and another professional, they were um, they were jumping out. They jumped out of a plane, and one was supposed to go under the I think it's called the Canyon City Bridge in Colorado. The other was supposed to go over. And he was the one going over, and he missed. He misjudged it, and his leg hit the fucking guardrail mm. on the far side of the the thing, and it literally severs his leg. And then he, because he's like knocked out or dead or whatever, he can't pull his chute. So then he drops three hundred feet mm. to the rocks. Ugh. Fucking terrible. Yeah, I, and I mean, it's like you're already flying without a parachute or whatever. You're flying in a wingsuit, right? And you're going straight not dropping and you're going at like you know 150 200 miles an hour whatever you're doing everything about what you're doing is already some of the most dangerous things that a human could possibly do without just jumping out of a plane without a fucking parachute and you then you put obstacles in your fucking way and then you're the the goal is after you put obstacles in your way to just get really close to them and not hit them to, to like you know all the death defying shit right it's like, of course you're going to fucking die. Yeah. Everybody's mourning and at a funeral and crying about it. It's like, why are you fucking crying? The guy was smoking a shotgun and <laughs> dancing on the trigger. 
Like a fucking course he's gonna blow his goddamn head off. Smoking a shotgun. And dancing on the fucking trigger. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe he died. Uh. Yeah, that's so tragic. It was yeah, nothing it's so tragic, tragic about it. It's <laughs> his wife, she was left with nothing. Uh, you know? It's like it's fucking stupid. The guy the guy slept on a shotgun shell bed and urinated fire on it every night, you know? And it blew up on him. Well, that's it. Would you say the same thing about someone who is overseas? Huh? In the military? Who? Would you say the same thing about someone who's in the military? No, they're serving a purpose. Well, yeah, and it's not like they're I mean, it's not like they're going up to to like a an outpost and running around and, and being like, shoot me, shoot me. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, they're putting themselves in harm's, harm's way. So do, so do other first responders, firefighters, like having to run into a burning building to save someone that's admirable. But I mean, first responders no. Yeah. If you're like in a wingsuit and you're flying through the air, like fucking Superman and you hit a bridge or, you know, you hit the rocks and you, what was that? Your phone. And you turn into, you Good know, to like know a, you're treating that X really well. Second day you've had it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've already dropped it on the floor twice already. Jesus. Thousand dollar phone. It loves the floor. <laughs> uh, I subsidized it. I didn't pay a thousand. But uh, yeah, I no, not first responders. But yeah, if you, like you put your life on the line, like don't mourn those people. Mm-mm. You know? Honestly, you should celebrate them for what they're doing. Yeah. If they if they want to live if they want to live life a quarter mile at a time, don't fuck it. <laughs> I mean, but no, if they, they want to push it to the limits like that, I mean, I, you can't, you can't look down upon them or like hold them to some weird standard because they die. No. So I think what they were trying to get across in the episode I was listening to was, is they were concerned that by these people dying, that potentially not necessarily because of that, but you would have more people wanting to pursue this sport. And then it would potentially lead to like more deaths. That's why they were actually talking about people dying from the the wingsuits. Because it, say it again. They were they were they had they brought it up in the sense of concern because the sport's getting really popular. Oh yeah. Um, they were concerned about whether or not it was going to you know cause this wave of people to start doing it, and oh. because it's so dangerous, um, that you'd have more deaths that came from it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to spark new people to, to join, too, that, that don't know what they're doing, that don't go through the, the proper precautions, so to speak. Right. And they, but I'm, you know, you're going to get hurt if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, that's how that's like how every sport is, though. Yeah. I mean, like, we've we've bred football players, and we've fed them fucking steroids and all these fucking amino acids for, like, the last 30 years until they're all animals. And what do we have now? We have more catastrophic injuries in football than we've ever had. The concussions are through the roof. Through the roof. And I yeah. mean, you know, now that we know about CTE, is that what it is? CTE, the yeah. the, the weird you know brain injury or whatever. I mean, you have Junior Seau. I mean, like just killing himself. I mean, I, I know there's more there's more people that have that have had CTE and that have killed themselves, but he's just the only one I can think of. But but when you're dealing with this sport, I mean, you're talking about literally every time that you put it on, especially for someone who's maybe it's their first run ever doing it. Like, it could be your last every time. Every single time you just skydive, it could be your last. Well, no, I know. But, I mean, you're talking about hovering above the ground, maybe 100 feet or a few hundred feet, doing excess of 120 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And, I I mean, when you watch people do that kind of stuff, hell, when I see people skydive, 
I think to myself, man, I would love to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't have enough balls to do it. I mean, I think to myself, you know, sometimes like I still got life to live, you know. Do you I also got th- thousands of hours of couch time to, <laughs> to, to get out of myself. Do you also think whether or not they actually make a – I know where you're going with this. Make a parachute that would actually support me and you? Well, fuck you <laughs> for saying that, but unfortunately, I tried to go skydiving one time, and they have a weight limit. No way. Yep. Especially when you tandem. What's the weight limit? 250. Yeah. I missed. Wait, 250 for a tandem or for single? Tandem. I missed that. What? 65 pounds ago. How many times are you ever going to have two 125-pound people no, not, no, no, not, not 250 <laughs> total numb nuts. Oh. 250 <laughs> on top of the other person. Sorry, I said, are you and talking they, about and I mean, I, So like, I was yeah. like, I basically said like, I, I, you know, well, I'm 309. How about you just give me like an extra, I'll just like throw you a couple bones and you just like give me a little extra training. You just let me jump out on my own. And they're like, nope. <laughs> you got to go tandem. And I said, well, I can't go tandem. I'm too heavy. And he was just like, well. Looks like you can't skydive. Tough shit. Do you know, like, if me and you tandem together, it'd be like a be like a teenage rhinoceros jumping out of a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like when they drop Humvees. You know, and I, t- I said that to the guy basically. You know, I told him I was like, you know, they fucking drop Humvees out of C thirty ones all the time, and you're trying to fucking tell me that you can't tandem with me, and I'm C- three C one thirties. Yes, what I say C thirty ones. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. I'm fucking dyslexic. I'm pretty sure that they uh, they even drop like tanks and stuff out. Yeah, they've got to have a parachute oh, yeah. that would yeah. support our head. Sure They'll drop 45 tons of armament. And you're telling me you can't armament. you can't drop 700 pounds worth of man? Yeah, in a flannel shirt and boots. <laughs> yeah, in a wife beater and a pair of Daisy Dukes. Yeah, he's like, we just don't have the parachutes. Yeah, I'm like, well, get one, motherfucker. I'll buy it. Don't you have the ones that you drop animals into zoos with <laughs> <laughs> that would support us? Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That had fucking like Robert Downey Jr. And oh, no, Jesus. no, 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 no. That was Danny. No. Who was that? It was Robert mean... Downey Jr. And Mel Gibson, wasn't it? What are you talking about? Operation Dumbo <laughs> Drop. It's a movie. Hold on. Let me check that one out. Operation for what? Dumbo Drop. Dumbo Drop. I thought you said Dumbotron. <laughs> yeah. Dumbo, I know. What? Dumbo Drop. Operation Dumbo Drop. Sounds like a made-up movie. <laughs> How the hell did we get to a point in podcasting where we have a guy with one arm typing shit into a computer? <laughs> because be because we're an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jesus. That's Christ. what we need to do when we like hang up our OSHA posters. One day when we're huge and we're all making about fifteen or twenty dollars a year, <laughs> we need to hang up OSHA posters that have you typing into a computer one hand. So, who was it that you thought was in the movie? Robert Downey Jr. And, and Mel Gibson. You're actually very close. And I, I could see how you would tie Mel Gibson into it. It's actually Danny Glover. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ray Liotta and Dennis Leary. Yeah, close. <laughs> yeah. Close. Those actors. Didn't that, what the, didn't that win Mel Gibson was in Operation Dumbo Drop. Uh, I don't. I know he wasn't. Pretty sure you're wrong on that one. Wow. Who was that again? Uh, Danny Glover, Dennis Leary, and Ray Liotta. Not even close. Yeah. Well, here, here, don't worry. One. I'll look at the full cast for you. Let me give you the entire rundown. Jesus Christ. What no, do we, we don't do? need to do this. There's no Mel Gibson in there. No one <clears throat> wants to hear this shit. Well, there's another movie. Oh, I know what movie it is. Passion of the Christ. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's it. That's it. I can see the correlation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Right before they crucify him, they drop an elephant. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Here, y'all introduce your friend. Introduce your friend. We have a guest today, everybody. We do. For we the first a, time in how many episodes? I don't know. It doesn't Jesus. fucking matter. Introduce your guest. So, we have my friend Jason McBride on the podcast. Welcome in, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, good to be here. Glad you're here. Um, so, <laughs> good, yeah, good to, be, to be, here. be here. I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> glad you're here. Now shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to share about yourself so they have a little better scope of what you're about? Um. Well, I mean, this isn't on video, so they just have my voice to go on. They have your luxurious voice. Um, Luscious. I'm a diabetic type one, uh, and I have the jawline of Batman. That's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> now, about are we talking about Michael Keaton? or Are we talking about Ben Affleck? No, this is Val Kilmer. Oh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. yeah. Now, is this Val Kilmer in Batman or Val Kilmer in The Saint? No, this is Batman, Val Kilmer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, man, it's the same fucking guy. What do you mean Val Kilmer and Batman and Val Kilmer? I'm just trying to clarify. Have you seen Val Kilmer like today? Well, yeah, he looks oh, like me. Pudgy. He looks like a hippo. <laughs> pudgy. Yeah. Well, I don't look like He looks a hippo, like the elephant that they dropped in. No, I'm saying Val Kilmer drop. looks like a hippo. I know. I said he looks like me, and then you said he looks like a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> I said he looks like me and you go yeah he looks like a hippo no you look like a grizzly bear yeah. what so, I look like is somebody who's not getting laid right now yeah I can tell you that I'm sitting next to Jason and uh, he 100% has that that jawline that he talks about mm-hmm. um, and like everybody else here I'm a pretty pretty big guy pretty, yeah like a big teddy bear what are you like 6'6 275 close I'm, hard uh five seven one uh 155 oh wow so, okay yeah I'm, yeah, I'm yeah i'm gonna a big post guy. a picture to our socials and they're gonna see that's a bold ass lie yeah yeah uh, people are afraid of me but i'm just a big teddy bear right yeah. so how do like air america that's the name of the oh, movie Jesus. it's air fucking america not operation Dumbo why would Drop. you even chime in with that it had Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr. in it. Didn't we tell him to stay off his phone this podcast? <laughs> yeah, you did. Sorry, that's the last time I interject. Anyway, <laughs> go back to your friend and how fat he is. <laughs> so how does it? How do you spend your entire life knowing that you can never have birthday cake? How do, like what kind of impact does that have on you? Well, I make up for it in, in like other ways. Like I can't, I can't have sugar, so I can't like overeat. So I just like like do other things obsessively like masturbate and things like that. Yeah. Okay. So you're compulsive masturbate. Yeah, I compulsive masturbate, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy? He has a he has a plethora of hard socks laying around his house. <laughs> oh my god. What did that chick say in um yeah. in wedding uh what was it wedding uh uh, wedding Crashers. No, not Wedding Crashers. The one uh, bridesmaids. bridesmaids. Yep. Said her son cracked a uh, cracked a blanket. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm breaking socks. Can I someone th- hand me a beer, please? I thought you were going to say The Wedding Planner with Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> a yeah. great movie. Yep. Why does this always he, go into movies? I have no fucking idea. Every day. It's pretty much how we transition. Do you, do you have like a a movie that like like it's like a um, like you love it but you're afraid to admit it? Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Josh, for sure. Yeah, he's it, like, man, I look. Brokeback Mountain was so tragic. Yeah, I mean, I I'm think gonna, that, I know mine. I know mine that I'm afraid to admit. Is it Flashdance? No, that's good. But it's is good. it the Accused? No. Oh God. No, it's not the fucking Accused. <laughs> uh, 
No, I mean, y'all, are y'all yeah, looking at me? Yeah, fucking tell us. All right, it's still Magnolias. Ooh, that is a good movie. It's so good, and it's so well done, and I will damn near weep every time I see it, and I just, you know, I just can't, I just like, you know, Who's I can't tell ca- people that. I can't like go to a bar and order a whiskey and talk about Still Magnolias. <laughs> Who's your favorite character in Still Magnolias? I hate the daughter. I hate Shelby. I hate her. I want to punch Shelby in her fucking face. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand Julia Roberts. I like how he names them by their character name, too. That's good. <laughs> Whoops. Shelby. Yeah. I like it. Whoops. Uh, I like uh, the old, the two old ladies, Weezer and uh, the Weezer. Well, the other lady, the other old lady. Once Weezer, and I can, and I love Dolly. Parton. I'm, I've been, I have been completely infatuated Dolly with Dolly Parton ever since the uh, the best little whorehouse in Texas that yeah. that like sing, song and dance movie. And straight with, talk with uh, with James Woods. Yep, yeah. She was in it. She was in best little whorehouse in Texas with. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. And I just fell in love with her in that movie. Uh, but, yeah, the the two old ladies, they're just goofy and funny, and they hate each other, but they love each other, and they're pissed, and they're mad at each other, and they have the, you know, like, something McLean. Shirley McLean is is the, the real pissed off one, and this is, yeah, I shouldn't. I mean, I, I, no, I like no, that movie good. a lot, yeah. All right, what about you, Devin? I'm still thinking. Okay, so you did specifically ask movies, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, mine would probably be between like two or three. So one would be Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how you could be our age. Great movie. Great movie. Never seen it. Swayze, <laughs> other than Roadhouse, is probably one of his best performances. Uh, I don't know. Ghost. Fucking Roadhouse. Ghost. Dude, Roadhouse. I, if, if, if I am, it's like 1 a.m., and oh. I am, and, and you're watching TNT, and I gotta wake up at seven a.m. for work, and Roadhouse is on. You're you can watching fuck it. my whole night. I, I yeah. gotta watch Roadhouse. <laughs> yep, Dalton. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what a name. Too, yeah, and that, and then like you you get like you get pretty deep. You get like an hour into the movie, maybe an hour and a half into the movie, and he like squares off with like one of the villains, yep. and the guy says like I fuck dudes like you in prison and just <laughs> drops that shit on him. I mean, that's when you're like, oh my God, like what the fuck? Anytime a movie has these three things, Patrick Swayze, a blind guy playing the blues and monster trucks, you know, it's going to fucking rock. Oh, yeah. 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 Take out the prison raping. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's icing on the cake right there. Yeah. When that dude says, I fuck dudes like you in prison. I, I lost it. You I lost lo- it. Yeah. I lost it. And then it's got that guy who's in like every 80s and 90s movie with the huge chin in it. Yes. The guy with the yeah. rock. Yes. Like Slick a boulder. Yeah. They yeah. did a biopic about that guy, about like all the movies he's in. Uh, he he like went to Hollywood and was like, anyway, we don't want to talk about it. But yeah. So Dirty Dancing, I would say Pretty Woman. That would be right there as well. That's a classic for me. Um, Serendipity. Like oh, with yeah. With John Cusack Kane, and uh, Beckinsale. Caden Beckinsale, love Kate great Beckinsale. movie, man. I, I've my wife can attest. Now I will tell you one that's coming coming into the top five, and 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 uh, Adam can attest to this would be the Lake House. Yeah, I knew. I, I love the Lake House. Going. God, man, I, I watched it the other day for the first time in a while. Are you you're screwing and I want to watch me, it right? again. What you're screwing with me, right? No, dude, I love the Lake House. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It I, I don't know. It just I it, don't get it, it. It calls to me. Anyways, what's yours, Jesse? Uh, Notting Hill. Oh, okay. Love Little Hugh Grant. Him. Yeah, Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Yeah. Nice. What about uh, my best friend's wedding? 
I don't know. I don't know what that. But what he's asking you though, like, what movies would you not do? I mean, it was basically like you don't want to talk about. You don't want like right. You're kind of. It's kind of like, like your your guilty pleasure that maybe. Yeah. But this actually, so this this would segue into a really good topic that I was thinking about earlier, which is about gender roles, and kind of like, what are some things that would be outside the scope of what one might call masculine for a man to like, but this is this perfectly falls in line with that. So. So Notting Hill, what else? Are there some others for you? Um, no, not really. But I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to admit anything. Like I have, <laughs> I have no shame. Yeah, that, I, I was having a hard time thinking because of that reason. Yeah, like I'm not really embarrassed to admit that I watched something. You know. Yeah. Uh, you guys all had love type movies. I think mine is like Transformers Two. <laughs> Transformers Two was a terrible movie, but. I, I really loved the first half of it. Oh, pretty much all the Transformers were terrible movies. Dude, Transformers One was well, Transformers revolutionary. Was good, yeah, but I mean, if it, like even when I go back and I and I watch it now, like the excuse me, the acting was pretty much terrible. Lake House? No, <laughs> the Lake House is exquisite, <laughs> but Transformers One, the acting and like, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of all over the place. I mean, it's cool because it has Transformers and it's like childhood nostalgia all over again. But like, I, I would say the only person in that in Transformers one whose acting was all over the place was Megan Fox. Yeah, she should not be an actress. She was pretty much just the eye candy of the movie. For sure. Did yeah. you all ever hear how that how she got that part? No. Didn't. Uh, who's the guy? Michael uh, Bay. Michael Bay told her. You know, she auditioned. And he said, you know, I like what you have here. I like, you know, you're gorgeous. Come to my house, and we're basically going to do, like, the other part of the audition. Which is, it's unbelievable that Michael Bay hasn't been nailed for this yet. He pulled his Ferrari out of the garage, took a bucket and, like, a wash mitt and soap. And he said, he told her, bring the tiniest, skimpiest bikini that you have. Bullshit. Is this story real? Yes, it's real. I'm Googling it. Megan Fox came out there and put on, he made her, she wanted to make it big. She put on the smallest bikini that she had, and then he, he set a camera up and said, I need you to be sexy. You're going to have to be very sexy in this movie. I want you to wash my car. And he made that bitch wash the car tip to tip, and he videotaped it all. And it's a big joke that that videotape is like heralded ground. Because, you know, of course, she's all wet, whatever. Uh, it's just, it's nuts. Michael Bay has been well known in Hollywood for being a total creep. Oh yeah. No, here it is. So, <clears throat> well, yeah, this, uh, website kind of talks about that as well. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't well, you flickering no, myth. no, no. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, you, you all are going to sit here and corroborate this. I mean, that was the, her big break. She might've been in commercials and minor roles or whatever before transformers was her huge break and her audition was her in a tiny bikini in a in a completely secluded setting washing a Ferrari for Michael Bay and that videotape is his personal property. He, it's like he's I mean he might have shown it to people before, but it, he did it. That's creepy. Listen to this. It says while while researching for my latest article, Michael Bay is a disgusting, deplorable director. <laughs> I recalled an article. I recalled nugget of information from Jason Solomon during the press tour for 2009's Transformer: Revenge of the Falling. In it, he recalls that Megan Fox auditioned for the movie by washing Bay's car while he filmed it. 
God damn it. She told me she went to the director Michael Bay's house to audition and he made her wash his Ferrari while he filmed her. She said she didn't know what had happened to the footage. When I put it to Bay himself, he looked suitably abashed. I don't know where it is either. Wow. Damn. See, I thought she got the part. She had a, a she was a dancer in Bad Boys 2 at like one of the clubs. Michael Bay did Bad Boys 2. Oh, really? Uh, so I thought that's where he kind of connected. Well, I mean, I'm sure he did. But then he says, hey, you were some secondary or tertiary actress in one of my movies and you happen to have a little bit of screen time. Uh, you think you'd want to be a star? You know, that's what Harvey Weinstein did to people. I don't want to get on this shit again. but Please no. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, it, it's just fucked up. So what are some other things that may fall outside the scope of what, you know, a masculine man should like that maybe would be your guilty pleasure? For me, it's music. Like, I love, like... Um, you love Bonnie Raitt? I like some Bonnie Raitt every now and then, like a, a few songs. Maybe but, a little Carly Simon? Um, I'm going to eh. get real masculine in here real quick if you don't talk into that motherfucking microphone. <laughs> I would say more of, like... Um, 80s like Madonna or George Michael like we were talking about earlier just stuff like that you know like you don't want to really roll around town with your windows down you know blasting it blasting yeah. father figure by George Michael but yeah like that's that's some shit like that that I will listen to like at home yeah okay what about you Adam what's a guilty pleasure for you well that's I mean, not I already considered told. that's not considered magic. well other than what other than drinking wine and watching Brokeback Mountain <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you posted on Facebook. Yeah, white wine, shelled peanuts, and broke back mountain at eleven <laughs> o'clock at night. Yeah, that 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 ain't good. A nice Pinot Noir. <laughs> yeah, um, Pinot Noir isn't that red wine? I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. The fact that you're even saying that is is raising question marks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something that that I really enjoy that's not masculine. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. What about you, I mean, Doug? There's some. There's you got anything some... top ahead? Yeah, uh, I have two things actually. Okay. Um, probably being the little spoon. You ever been the little spoon? I, oh yeah, I prefer oh, the little spoon. Yeah, it's it's because, like you're in a bubble, like a cloud. Well, I don't like the hair in my face when I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't sleep with hair and hotness like in my. Because well, then you're breathing into the hair, and then it reflects back at you. Yes, it's almost I like a heat shield. Yes. Okay, so yeah, being so, the little spoon, so what little else? spoon. I just like being wrapped up, you know, especially when I'm a little bit chilly. Man, it's it's, it's like a cloud. It's pretty you know? nice. That's yeah, precious. Um, my second one, I've only done once, but it was like it was amazing. What I was got it? A, I got a petty. Oh, dude, I dude. got a pedicure last week. Yeah, that's, that's you got a pedicure last week. Yeah, did I not tell y'all about that? I posted. No, on you actually sent you me. Assholes? You sent me pictures of it. Huh? You sent me pictures. What? Of you it. sent him pictures, not me pictures. I put it on Facebook, Devin. I oh. thought I, I know. I sent the pictures to Open Box uh, to the uh, our like group text. Our group didn't te- I? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you did. I no. don't know. Then oh, I right. meant to send it to our group. I think text. you sent it to me because I I sent you a text. Anyways, continue. Yeah, you I like got. Patties. I uh, I got a pet. I've had a manicure before and it was fantastic. I I, ha- I don't ever do anything to take care of myself. You know what's funny about manicures is that they normally give me half off on it. <laughs> Really? (laughs) You bastard. Uh, How I I hate it when I'm in on a joke and then someone tells me a joke and I don't get it. You know, 
I was just staring at you like, why would they give you half off? Oh, you only have one arm. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, it's about pedicures. Yeah. Um, I loved it. It was fantastic. Although I have tiny toes. I have itty bitty tiny toenails. And the woman sat down. She was like, oh, you got little bitty toes. Like, look at these tiny toes. And like kept <laughs> fucking with me about it. And and I was like, okay. Like, appreciate it. Like, do you, all, you make fun of all your clients? You know what I mean? Like, wow. You know, and she was goofing off and everyone was laughing. That's the problem. Oh, is it like you, you my felt friend? Like, you everybody felt like the was like, dying. The joke or whatever. Oh, you got little bitty toes. Oh, you know, whatever. But she kept trying to sell me. It bothered me. I was in a massage chair and I'm, I, I, I wasn't drinking any wine. I was just sitting in a massage chair and she kept trying to upsell me. She kept staring at my hands and I looked at my hands and I was like, you see something you like? And she goes, yeah, you need you need manicure. Like, when we're done, I'll give you manicure. I was like, you ain't going to give me shit when we're done. I need to get out of here. And she was like, you need manicure and started trying to sell me. And I just wanted to relax. I mean, I've had a manicure years ago, and I never take care of myself. I had a pedicure. It was really nice. It's probably, honestly, it's something now that I've had one, it's probably something I'll start doing more often. How many pedicures have you had, though? Just one. Just well, one. Just one? Yeah, and, and I got I got like a veteran those are the Super best. Super veteran. Yeah, she was. I've never had a manicure. Dude, you're, mi- you're missing out. It, it really is. So she started. Uh, first off, I'm super fucking ticklish on my feet, especially. Yeah. Right. So she started like doing her thing, going at it. And dude, I almost kicked her teeth out probably about five times. Jesus. And, yeah, I'm that ticklish. But uh, and then <clears throat> I, I got this this wax stuff. In a in a Ziploc bag and they, like they like put par- over your paraffin? feet, huh? Like paraffin wax? I think so. Yeah. Did they put it on your feet and then peel it off? No. Oh, okay. But it 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 was scalding hot, dude. I bet they put it, it over both wax. my feet, and I like I like hot water. You oh, know? I okay, take really yeah. hot I bet showers. It was but they, I thought like blisters were gonna peel up on my feet. I thought the weirdest part of the pedicure is when she started punching my feet. <laughs> that, that is, I've never had that happen. Yeah. She literally you go to pun- the back she, pun- alley? she held. She held my, her like by her like left hand took my my foot by the ankle, and she took her hand and was like smash 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 and started kind of punching the balls of my feet. Is it is it because she confused your foot with a slab of cow? <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. It was. I mean, she did. I'm serious. Hard. I'm not joking with you all. Like I'm not. This is not satire. She was punching my feet. It's the first time in my life I've ever got my peak my my peak punched. Feet punched. My feet punched. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of um, the uh, the file or the knife that oh, she yeah. used to like scrape out from under your toenails. Well, that's the that's the beauty is because like Ugh, I don't like they that. do all that and you never they never hurt you. That's what's amazing. They it's just use uncomfortable all these, to me, huh? It was just uncomfortable. Yeah, I, like I, they were I thought prying it was, my toenail. It was off amazing that they were doing all that stuff to me and it never none of it hurt. At this all. is something that's a little bit gross that goes with the pedicures though. Is like I have a tendency, like after a while, to like be be susceptible to ingrown toenails whenever you go get a pedicure the place i go to they actually can get that out so that you don't get those yep. it's actually kind of nice it yep. hurts but it's it's refreshing to know that they're saving me and and the amount of time that your feet are soft afterwards oh dude, God. for like a solid so week, nice my shoes felt bottom. different when i was walking around i was like my shoes actually feel different your on feet, my feet feel slick yeah it was weird i loved it though I don't know. I mean, there's not a whole lot. Jason's face at me right now is a—it's like a face of a dad's disappointment. (laughs) Yeah, my son will never be the same again. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
I don't know, man. I, I you mall. Are you okay tonight? Huh? You say you mall? Yeah, I said you mall. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm having a stroke right now. Uh, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. Everybody just keep going along. <laughs> um, I just don't have anything. I don't think there's anything that I do that's that's like super effeminate or. I mean, it's not. It's not like I've and spent it, my hey, whole life trying to be It doesn't have to be, be anything masculine. that you do. Maybe it's just like something that you enjoy. That would not be like here. I'll tell you mine as a for, for example. I really, really enjoy listening to like, like female music, like Jesse J, Britney Spears. Are uh, you lying? Or? Like Christina Aguilera. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, okay. a female lead singer, a singer that, or like Taylor Swift, like somebody that would be primarily that would have like a million female followers. I secretly will like blast my stereo when they come on. I love female lead singers. I love a woman that can sing, and it's and it's it's a lot of it is like because I'm attracted to them. Yeah, but I secretly love. Like Lady Gaga, oh my God! Oh yeah, she's, I can listen to Lady Gaga like all day long. She's amazing. And, and yeah, there are there are times when people will be like, "Whoa, dude! Like, are you serious?" <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably that's probably something that I do that that I that like people would be like, "Seriously?" Because I am. I'm like a big bear, a big beard, big man, and you know, I kind of put on that persona. Lots of power tools, and I can fix things. Whenever you're walking down the street, they're like, oh, my God, it's the Revenant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I I love, like, female pop music. Okay. Yeah. I think some of mine, I mean, I've already talked about the movies that may be outside the norm of what I guess most men would like. Pedicures for sure. Me and my wife tend to go get them bi-weekly together. It's bi what bi- twice a week? No, bi-weekly. Bi monthly. Every two weeks. Every yes. two weeks. Yeah. Bi-weekly. It's kind of our little thing that we do. Bi monthly. Bi monthly is, is is every two weeks. Bi monthly would be every other month. Bi weekly would be every other week. Uh oh. No, bi weekly is twice a week. You are out of your fucking mind right now and you don't know what you're talking about. Just like we get paid bi weekly. Not bi-monthly. I think Josh is right. I, I know one. I'm right. He's very seldomly right, but this time bi-weekly I'm... appearing or taking place every two weeks exactly. or twice a week. You guys mm. are both right. Shake hands. No. Or a... twice a week. Or twice a week. Okay. Whatever. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so, which hand are we going to shake with? Ah. Uh, the one that's in between my legs. You fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Pedicures for sure. It's a guilty pleasure. Something that maybe you wouldn't know about me is I really enjoy the Real Housewives shows. Don't you like the Gilmore Girls? Oh, my God. So that's not really a surprise. Well, I'm talking about to our listeners who may not know this. Yes, I have seen every episode of the Gilmore Girls. Wow. Probably about three times. Okay. I've watched the entire series about three times. Um, My wife actually just got me on to Felicity which was a show that aired in the early 2000s on Fox. Yeah. Dude, legit. Carrie, Carrie Russell. Russell. Yeah. I like the hair. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. It's on Hulu. Um, just for anyone who would like to check that out. So Real Housewives shows, Vanderpump Rules, oh, another Vanderpump, good one on Bravo. Are you serious? Yes. T 
Teen Mom. Mainly you the like OG. Teen Mom? Yeah, Teen Mom, dude. That's where it's at. I don't really dig the little people shows. It's not really my the little people my show. forte. Yeah, you know the shows about the little people. Like Little People Big World, TLC? Yeah, I, I don't really I don't dig that so much. Um so that would kind of be, you know, something that would be I don't know, that I that I, I'm into. I also really like footy socks. Which I'm footy actually wearing socks some are right the now. Bomb, dude. I'm actually wearing some right now. These are not I'm not talking about toe socks. I'm not talking about toe socks. What I'm are talk, footy socks? You're talking just about just like comfy ones. socks. That's not feminine. No, I, I'm talking about fuzzy socks. There are some no, you can get like with my wife vera. has some that I've literally stolen from her that I wear. I'm I talking like, about fuzzy ones. You can get some with the aloe vera infused in it, uh, dude. No. So soft. No, no, no. I Did just, you, I just like like fuzzy footy socks, and I wear them year round. Do you have the kind that have like the little ball on the end? Do you remember that in like the 70s and 80s? Girls would wear like I the don't. ankle the socks. The one that's by their Achilles. Yes. Yeah, a little ball by their Achilles. Yeah. yeah, my I had some of those socks when I was a kid. Yeah, those I don't. Come but back. if I did, I would wear them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that would probably be the biggest ones for me. I also, um, I thought there was something else I was going to say that kind of tied in with this as well. Um, I don't know. I guess that's it. It's your topic. Well, I mean, gender roles can't, we can't just talk about male gender roles. I mean, if we're going to talk about this topic, I mean, I, I just mean, I was just going into initially like what was about us that may be outside the scope of what our gender role may be. Oh, Oh, gotcha. I'm I'm built like a 14 year old girl, so my like people don't look at me and think you know <laughs> that guy can uh, fix a transmission. You know, it's so okay. I don't I don't really have a problem liking or admitting to liking uh like I guess what people would consider like girly things or whatever. So all right, that's fair. So Time published an article back in September. They said kids believe in gender stereotypes. By the age of ten, hmm. yeah. Oh, well, but does do, do those gender stereotypes come from just like like is it is it bred into them, or is it because their parents are are feeding it to them? I would say more often than not, it's probably the parents' influence. Oh yeah, on it, and sure. society around them. I yeah, mean, I don't, I don't think around. it's I don't think it's a it's an influence like per se. I think it's like especially for me growing up in like the. Well, I was born in 75, so, you know, growing up in the 80s, you didn't... So you're saying you're old? I'm old as AF, as the, as the kids would say nowadays. Um, but, you know, everything was more traditional like back then, you know. Um, so it's, it's nothing, I don't think, that anybody taught me. It's just what I saw, you know, growing up where, you know, men did, they cut the grass and, you know, women cooked. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, t- today that might seem sexist, but back then that's... That's just how things were, and nobody. Because the only influences you had were Flash Gordon and the Six Million Dollar Man. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I never watched the Six Million Dollar Man, but I love Flash Gordon. So did I. Oh my God, greatest greatest movie ever. Oh, I love it. It's so cheesy, but it's so great. If yes. every time it's on TV, I have to watch. It. Is oh, it cheesier than the Big Hit? Agra, fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck Agra. You. All right, all right, all right. Finish your yeah. thought. Yeah, sorry. Finish your uh, finish your topic. Well, that, I mean, that's all I was going to say. Like, yeah, you say ten year olds have a have a predetermined role of what gender is i mean it's just what you what you see around you every day i think like if if you grow up in a non-traditional household where you have uh like two like uh like two female like parents. two moms or two dads yeah like two moms yeah 
you know, you probably don't have the same concept or I don't want to say concept. You don't have the same ideas as, you know, like say I would back growing up in the eighties where you had a, a mom and a father. My mom didn't work. My dad did. My mom, she was a housewife. So it's hmm. just, I think it's just what you see, what e- you're used to. Everything was flipped in my house. My mom was like the breadwinner. I mean, my dad made good money, but my mom made more money, worked all the time. Like it, it wasn't a traditional like housewife at all. I mean, my mom made more money than my dad. You know, like it was. That's kind of the way my parents were too. I mean, both of them had, you know, pretty good paying jobs, but. I would say by the time I was a teenager, my mom was was making more, so it kind of flipped the script on that side of it. But yeah, I mean, I, I could get what you're saying as far as if you grow up, if your household that you, you're raised within is outside the scope of traditional, that it would definitely influence you in a in a different direction. I think also, like for me, I don't consider myself to be a handyman or very like capable of doing a lot of things that most people could do. I sure as hell cannot build anything or do anything like that. I've just recently got to the point to where I can start doing some normal household things that I feel like a lot of people, you know, my age or older have been doing for a long time, especially you because you're older than me, you old shit. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's, it's a product of maybe what my interests were as a kid. I was, I grew up when NES first came out. Yeah. So like I was more honed into video games and, you know, trading cards and doing stuff like that to where, you know, I wasn't spending time with my dad when he was rebuilding an engine mm-hmm. when that would have been great stuff for me to learn, but it just was not my interest because I think our society was transitioning at that point too. Well, the, my dad has always got on to me for, for playing video games. I'm 42 and I still play video games, but I got my first video game system. I think it was an 81 or 82. It was Atari. an Atari. Nice. And, um, yeah, he just he doesn't understand the fact how a forty year old man is still playing video games. Well, I mean, it's a it's a release for us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what I enjoy doing. Like he enjoys cutting grass and and doing like you know stuff like that. He enjoys cutting grass and working. Yes, he likes to work. <laughs> That's what he I gets don't. off on. But yeah, what a great so. life. <laughs> yeah, great life. Yeah. Yeah, my parents never. Under- I didn't play a lot of video games. They never understood them either. My mom would actually play Mario Brothers with me. Uh, she thought it was really cool. I mean, she was, it, which was so cool to me when I was a kid. Like my mom would like play NES with me sometimes, but I uh, and Zelda and stuff like that. I remember when I got Zelda, but I never got into a lot of video games. Um, so that, do you f- do you feel like that? Like, do you feel that our gender roles or the stereotypes that go along with man and woman are transitioning to where they are getting a little more? I don't want to say they're intertwining, but you can you can see that the the lines aren't clearly drawn. The lines are blurring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. The lines are starting to blur. I mean, gender roles in general are starting to kind of go by the wayside. I mean, it, it actually ended up turning into an argument in my last relationship. I was the breadwinner. I was the one that brought all the money into the relationship, and she was an academic, and, and you know, she had – like things that she did. I was always gone every day. And you you naturally start to kind of fit into these roles. It's not like I came home and I expected dinner on the table, but there were times when, when I, I like would come home and the house would be filthy. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck have you been doing all day? Yeah, well, and I know she worked. She absolutely worked. A lot of times she worked from home. 
But, I, you know, there were times when I would say, like, I'm not here. I have to drive to work every day, and I'm gone all day, nine hours a day or more because I was a workaholic. It would be like 10 hours a day sometimes, maybe You're like 11. Jason's dad. Huh? You were like Jason's dad. Jason's dad. Your idea of a good time is working. <laughs> exactly, like a workaholic. But, yeah, like we started to fit into these roles where, you know, I was the breadwinner, and there were, you know, I, I expected – not expect. Yeah, I guess I did expect. I expected her. If, if you're going to be home, yeah, like spend a, spend 35 minutes while you're at home and make sure the house is clean. I would really appreciate that. Specifically, 35 minutes. Well, you know what I'm saying. And you know, and I. And so we ended up going into. You know, we were like in counseling and stuff, and we were talking about it. And you know, the counselor was like, kind of talking about some of that stuff. And and I was like, you know, I don't think that's bad. Is that bad that I, you know, that we've kind of fit into these roles? And I said, what's going to end up happening one day? And this is what's starting to happen a lot more. Like in my family, my dad was the one that was home more often than my mom. And in when I was with with my ex, I knew that the gender roles are going to flip one day. And I ended up telling her in therapy one day, like, we're going to, this is going to flip. Like one day, I am going to be the one who is just having some like menial job. You're going to be the one that's making all the money. I'm going to be the one that's at home a lot more and who's cleaning and doing all the things and mowing the grass. I mean, I already did all the grass mowing and stuff like that. But I mean, it was like they're going to flip. And that's okay that right now we have to kind of fit into these roles. Right. But they're going to flip eventually. And it's not like she kind of started thinking that she had been thrust into this traditional role of a housewife and housekeeper. And I'm like, no, that's just who you are right now. Or so not they, who you are, but that's just kind of like the role you're having to take on right now. And eventually it, it'll probably flip because you're going to end up getting your PhD and I'm going to be working some like normal job and you're going to be traveling around speaking and doing all kinds of, you know, stuff that like PhDs do. And I'm going to be the guy who's like, yeah, I'm just at home, like cleaning up, doing so, stuff. So, but but instead of like holding up her end of the bargain, where maybe you know if she's gonna be at home working, working from home, or not having the type of job that you have, instead of taking that role and and filling the void, she saw it as her her fitting into some stereotype and got really pissed. And off got really about pissed it. off about it. I well, see, that's what I don't agree with because I think if. If you're going to have any job or role to where you're going to be at home the majority of the time, you have to take on those responsibilities of, I'm going to make sure the house is tidy. I'm going to make sure that, you know, food is ready for the other person that comes home. And I would do the same for my wife. And it, she did some of that, some of that, you know, and, but it was, there were, there were other things that it would, I would just be like, you know, it, it was, so she would do some of that, but then she would get like kind of pissed about it and say, well, when you come home from work, why don't you make dinner? And I'd, I'd be like, well, because I'm at fucking work all day and I don't have time to prepare any of that shit. So if I get home at 7 or 8 o'clock at night and then I spend an hour preparing a meal and then a half hour fixing it or whatever, we're not going to eat until like 9 fucking 30 at night. That right. doesn't make any sense. You've been home. You've been home all fucking day long or a lot of the day. You have more time to do these things than I do. You know, and... It's like on the on the weekends or or whatever, like when you go away, I'm at home mowing the grass and doing all of those things because that's when I have the time to do it. And I, I'm at home fixing the vehicles and, 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 and doing those things and working on the home. 
because that's when I, I have the time to do it and you're off doing whatever you want to do if, if it's necessary. You know, it's just that people, a lot of people get hyper aware with the whole gender role thing and they get pissed off if they, if suddenly they start to fit into a role. Hypersensitive. Yeah, because they, they feel like they've been forced into something. Exactly. And, and it, but it became a huge, huge matter in our relationship, a huge issue because I would just be like, like, what, what's your, what's your fucking problem? Like, we're so what we're, we fit into some roles right now. That's just what we have to do. You know, if you sit in the passenger seat, I'm going to want you to navigate. What's the big fucking deal? I'm the one driving. And sometime when you drive, I'm going to navigate. Why do we have to be in therapy about this? It it doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, but that's, there's, you know, we're pushing a lot more for, you know, gender equality and stuff and all these things are fantastic, but it's starting to, to cause a rift sometimes. It's like, for Christ's sake, if I have to do anything that might be, might be something that would be considered antiquated, like maybe being a housewife temporarily or making dinners or whatever, then it's just like people lose their fucking minds about it. Yeah. And, and it's like, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. We could be, we could beat this horse from here into eternity. And, and I mean, it was something that's a little pertinent for me because of a situation that I was in. And, and I kept saying to myself over and over again, like I, had, I said a minute ago, I'm repeating myself, <clears> but <throat> it's going to flip one day. I'm going to be the guy who's preparing the meals and doing all the stuff and has like a 35-hour-a-week job in his home and is taking care of, of things. And once I and when you're out there doing your thing, I am going to fit into that role, and that's going to be my role. And I'm okay with that. Why can't you be okay with it? Right. You know what I mean? Why can't you temporarily just take it on to help out the help out our team, essentially? Yeah, and it wasn't egregious. Yeah, she did for the most part, but there were times when it would just become, it would just become ridiculous, and yeah. and it wasn't that it become ridiculous because you know it wasn't like she she wasn't fulfilling that role. I mean, she wouldn't sometimes, but it was because she would get so pissed off about it, about having to do that, and I wanted to be like, you know what, I would love to come in and slam my fucking fists on the table and you go, no, you know what, I'm tired of paying motherfucking rent around here, I don't want to do it anymore. You do it, right? You know. It's just like, but I have a role. My role is to be the breadwinner right now to make sure that you complete your your education and complete all these things. And then one day you're going to go out there and you're going to get a fat job and you know whatever. But and pay it for. I mean, gender roles. You can you can talk about this stuff forever. And you know, and, and of course, gender norms too. We've kind of skirted in between gender norms and gender roles. The whole thing we talked about originally was gender norms. You know, what is yeah, normal for a man? If a man, you know, if he, if he does some feminine things, that's not normal. And it makes me feel uncomfortable to talk about it. Sorry that I titled it wrong. No, no, no. I'm just saying in my, and this is in my mind. Yeah. Get it right next time. You know, I really wish we had a female in on this. We kind of, well, we need Jason, to, this would be a great episode. should have brought Jamie in on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, four dudes talking about gender roles, you know, there goes our female listening. I wish audience. you would make dinner. Yeah. yeah, all all the females in the audience were just like tuned out. Yeah, you know, they should immediately stop listening. Delete. <laughs> yeah, unfollow. Yeah, there it goes. There goes our podcast. Whole so um, career over. So, do you have any new interesting stories for Adam's escapades? I don't know if you call them interesting, but I mean, you all have heard me bitching and moaning about how how slow it's been and how 
I cannot garner any attention on there whatsoever. Is it because it's the holidays? I don't know. Something happened. All Something of, happened. All of Santa's elves are away for the winter? I think people are feeling lonely around the holidays. And maybe they are... Ben and Jerry's stock has skyrocketed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's and tissue paper. And life, Lifetime suddenly has a Nielsen rating that's through the roof. <laughs> Everybody's <Nielsen> watching <laughs> Lifetime all day. No, I all of a sudden just started to receive tons and tons of messages from people. Um, and they are, I, I'm shooting 66% now that are attractive. That's not bad. No. That, Attracted for you. Oh, attractive to me, yeah. Attractive to you. Are they attracted to you? I said attractive to, to me, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, I thought you said attracted to me. Well, they're messaging me. Obviously, they're attracted to so, me. So six out God of the... So, so are you saying six out of the ten that message you are actually attractive? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, which is rare. I mean, t- typically, it's like nine out of ten. It'd be like more like six and a half. But yeah, nine out of ten are rough. So... I'm. I, I, it's been really nice. Here's the fucked up part, and we've discussed this on other episodes. I have been so warped and so fucked up on Match.com because no one will ever message me. Nobody. I can't imagine. Well, why. nobody that I would find attractive. <laughs> it wouldn't have been because of I don't know. Maybe your screen name, your, your username that yeah, pops up that every a, time you like that, that photo. May, you th- do you think that what, might have had an issue or been may, may a problem for you? What's the screen name? Oh man, well, it, it was previously Burly Bear Adam. Burly Bear. So he would like one of their photos and it would pop up. Burly, Burly Bear, Bear Adam. Adam. Thanks for the photo. And it's, then they would immediately go. Their their vaginas would just turn into like. <laughs> prunes yeah well, turn it, into isn't granite. uh isn't like bear isn't that a uh like uh terminology in the gay community yes it is it could okay. be yes why didn't well, you i didn't know think, about this yeah if you're a bear in the in the in the gay community you're like a big old beefy dude yeah. oh so you're a bear you're a no bur- i you're just bear. i so so some of the chicks that i talked to on match originally were like i think you have the cutest username it's so cute i love it Burly bear. You seem like a big teddy bear. I just want to grab you and squeeze the, you. I think the the problem happened is that he used that same name. That was actually initially his grinder account. And then he transitioned <laughs> it over to match. Yeah. Thinking that it would work both ways, but it didn't. So, yeah, they would tell their friends, their gay friends, like, there's the guy named Burly Bear Adam on uh, match that's really cute. And they'd be like, yeah, like, I, you know, went clubbing with that dude last week. <laughs> yeah. You know? We were all down at Grand Central Station. Hell of a again. dancer. Yeah. No, so I did. I ended up changing my name because these assholes made me feel bad about it. I changed my name to... I changed it to Just Lovable Adam originally. And oh. Then, and did I they know, make you put something? Can you not just put Adam? <laughs> Can you not just put like... But it needs I to be clever. That sounds more gay than the, the, the bear reference. I'm not sure. Just Lovable. Well, then I changed just it lovable. to Just Adam. You didn't. You never told us that. You never told us that you changed it to uh, Just Lovable. Just Lovable Adam. And you all, uh, no, I thought I did. No, we would have. Well, then, it, then it was someone independent of this podcast that made fun of me. And they're like, what's wrong with you? So I changed it again to Just Adam, like J-U-S-T Adam. <laughs> and then I don't know what it is now. I think it's just Adam 13 or just Adam 13. I yeah, have no. See, f- see, that's what you told us the last time. You said, yeah, I changed my name to Adam 13. Yeah, or something like that. Well, it worked. 
It worked. I'm getting a lot more attention. Surprise. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm getting a lot more attention. It's nice. You know, the problem is I'm so fucked up from match that I don't even know how to have a conversation with these chicks. Did you have something to add to that? I was just going to ask if uh, his grinder account name was Adam and Steve. Ooh. Oh, Adam and Steve. Ooh. It's actually Big Knuckles 13. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The B. Capital B, capital K. Yeah, the B and the K are capitalized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Big Knuckles 13. So, yeah, it's actually gotten better. And, I mean, I've I've been on my third date with the most successful match situation that I've been in so far. Um, I told you all about the, the crazy first date with the, the car in the parking lot and the, the rednecks and stuff. And we went out again. We had a, we had a pretty good night. The, the second night she invited me back to her house. We hung out. There was no, it's, there's still like, there's no affection. Very, very platonic. Well, I made mention of it and I said, this is super platonic. And she had listened to the podcast and she was like, sorry, you know, I just kind of, I'm just kind of like friendly or whatever. And I'm like, it's okay. But at some point, I, I, I mean, I would like maybe a modicum of affection. That might be nice because a modicum. Yeah. It, we're dating and you know, or we're kind of dating. I would like a little bit of affection. So I'm, not even anything at like the end of the night or anything. Hugs. Wow. And the hugs are very platonic. Like, like a squeeze, like a sideways hug. pat, pat, pat. Like, oh, like, like a bro hug. Yeah, they're kind of like, yo, pat, pat, pat. Yeah, like you pat each other on the back. They're very platonic hugs. I'm pretty sure I've given you a more intimate hug than that. I'm yeah. pretty sure you have. Like more holding. Yeah. Yeah, and caressing. So we hung out from again. Uh, we, would you say, Devin? I said from one side. Yeah. These aren't side from hugs. Side. These are normal hugs. So, and, and I, want, I want to preface everything I'm saying. I really enjoy hanging out with her. She's really, really great. She's fantastic. Really fun to be with. Really fun to hang out with. She likes to drink beer. Likes to, you know, have fun and goof off. And I am a really goofy, you know, like happy-go-lucky person. I want to I wanna goof off and, and stuff. So, last weekend, we decided to hang out again. She said, what are you doing? I, I, you know, so we ended up hanging out all day. All day long. Um, unbelievable amount of opportunities for us to maybe be affectionate with each other or potentially, you know, light a match under something. I get it. Match, light a match <laughs> yeah, under something. Yeah, I got it. What a pun. Yeah. Uh, that was unnecessary. I didn't even mean to do that pun. It just kind of came out, but nothing ever happened. Hey, you want to watch a movie, order a pizza and drink some beer? I would love to. She has a great dog. I love her dog. It's so sweet. And what's crazy is, is that her dog doesn't really like anyone, but is hyper obedient with me. Like if I snap my fingers and say, sit, the dog will sit. And she's like, that damn dog does not do that to anybody. And that's like, you know, a lot of women will find that very attractive when yeah. you have kind of like a commanding presence. So I sit. Caesar Milan. Who? Caesar Milan. I am Caesar fucking Milan. <laughs> I was sitting, let's say. Six feet away from her on the couch, the dog was in between us. Dog gets up. Six feet? Just fuck. I, I don't wow, know. That's like an eternity. Let's say four feet, for Christ's sake. I don't Still, know. Even if it's a couch. foot. She, she was Are on the couch. Think- I was actually in the kitchen sitting <laughs> there watching the TV. Are you guys roommates or yeah. trying to date? I told you, it's fucking platonic. So let's say we're sitting a distance. I won't give it a number on it to you because you dickheads will make fun of me. <laughs> we're sitting a distance away from each other, and the dog is in between us. Dog gets up. I adjust, and I scoot closer. Um, 
I and I mean I kind of I was like she maybe she'll make up the distance. Dog comes back, gets in between us. Now it's like the, between the dog and us, we're basically touching each other. Like we're physically touching each other through the dog's energy. <laughs> the dog gets up again, and I adjust and I move closer. We are within arms. I can I can stretch my arm and touch her now. You know, or you know, basically, still will not make up any difference. There's no affection, no nothing. So I just sit there for the rest of the time in that spot and keep thinking to myself, because there have been numerous times, hand on leg, hand on back, maybe a little extra long hug. And I've said stuff like the next time I told her the last date, I was like, you think next time we, we see each other, I could potentially just get a kiss. I would really like that. And she was like, I don't know, maybe me, 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 like coy and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll try more subtle. I like inch and inch and inch and inch closer, 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 closer. Nothing. There's nothing. So then I'm like, okay, I got to go. And she's like, oh, that's a shame. And we get up and, you know, it was like bro hug, pat on back, (laughs) peace out. I'll see you next time. And I had already told her, I I told her earlier that day, I said, you realize that the two of us have friend zoned each other. I I would love some affection and I would love to like maybe take this up just a notch. I'm not talking up to like, you know, third base, up a notch. And she was like, yeah, I take things slow and so whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but we, we friend zoned each other because as soon as I felt like you weren't going to be affectionate, I friend zoned your ass and you friend zoned my ass. And now we just kind of like hanging out with each other. And she was like, I, and she basically was like, I want you to know I really like spending time with you. I really like it. I mean, you know, she gave me like the big eyes. I really like it. And I am very comfortable with you. Very comfortable with you. And she's saying things that make me think, like, she really likes me. Maybe she's just super awkward. You're not going to even fucking believe what I did for her. I went over to her house, and her fence was broken. And I said, you have a drill? She said, I don't have a drill. We go to Home Depot. We we bought a drill while we were there. I, 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 you know, like, helped her buy a drill. We went back to her fucking house. I fixed her fence. Then we went inside, and I fixed a door handle. And then we did something else. I mean, I, like, started fixing her house. I mean, that's, like, the ultimate, like, hey, I really want you to like me. Did I, like, turn her on or anything? Apparently not. <clears throat> I She sent me a text that said, I really appreciate how how selfless you are, and, and you. I can't believe that you came over and you, like, fixed my house and stuff. That's pretty amazing. Online dating sucks. I've said it a thousand fucking times. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. I don't know how to meet women. I'm warped now. You should change your name to Handyman Adam. I should change my name to I'm going to blow my fucking brains out unless you fucking message me. <laughs> yeah. Have you made a move towards her? Like anything? That's a good question. Like, yeah. Just grab her and, and just fucking plant one on her lips? No. In this current climate, in this current climate, with all the crazy sexual harassment and all the sexual shit going on, I'll have to admit, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, absolutely. Years? I'd grab a girl and just and kiss her, or I'd grab her and, and give her a big kiss on the cheek, or I would, I would be more aggressive. But given this current climate, with all of the shit going on and, and how there's like an, a, an a, not an attack, there's like all these men that are getting nailed for like sexual innuendo and, and it, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. I would love to like grab her around her waist and, you know, 
kiss her or something like that. Because it seems like that's what she wants. She wants me to be aggressive, but I'm afraid to. I just find it odd that like you've gone on three dates and there's been no... No holding hands. Yeah. yeah if, no kiss on the cheek. Like, I feel like... And I'm not, I'm not I saying, mean, zero. I'm not saying that you're playing it wrong, but I feel like at some point you should have at least attempted a kiss. Yeah. Like the yeah, next. You're doing it wrong. Listen, no, listen I, to me. I'm, I'm 42 and I've never been married. Listen to me. It was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next time. I was, I was you're, really the, you're the quintessential Sorry. ladies' man yes, over here. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. I wrote the book. Yeah. But no, I think it, just from what I've I've heard and I listened to uh, one of the other podcasts, yeah, I think you need to uh, to take the reins a little bit. I need, I, yeah, you're right, and, and and I mean, by all rights, I mean I I kind of exude this like aggressive, like manliness. Yeah. But when it when it comes to dating, here. I'm much more reserved, and I so I will I'm I, I like to. It's not all women like this. I will be a little. I'll be I'll kind of telegraph it a little bit and go. I don't, I don't even want to talk about this. It makes me uncomfortable talking about this. Uh, just thinking about me talking about, be like, I'm going to come in and kiss you now. Like, I'm, I'm not saying stuff like that. But I'll, I'll kind of telegraph it a little bit subtly. And it, none of that shit has been picked up. I And, I mean, in a, it's everything's give and take. Well, maybe she's just awkward on that format and she's not picking it up. So, and that's that's, it took me a few dates to kind of figure out that she is just super awkward about that stuff. Um, So... There have been a few times my hand is on her leg, hand is on her back, hand is on her arm, and she will not recoil. She will not move away. She she just allows it. So I'm like, okay, that's you. You obviously are comfortable with that. Does she reciprocate it? Never. And that's the problem. If I, if I mean, it's like you know, Newton said this for Christ's sake. Everything has an equal and opposite reaction. Right. If you push against something, it will push against you. And I have to admit, I'm very, you know, I, I'm kind of into that. If I lean on you, I don't expect you to let me fucking fall on my face. I expect <laughs> you to lean against me. Yeah. So far, I've been falling on my fucking face <laughs> the whole time. Um, I really hate it. I, I really fucking hate it. I hate it. I don't think I can stress that enough. I really fucking hate dating. I hate online dating. I hate the messaging. I hate the courting. I hate it all. And I told someone when I went into this whole process, I was like, hell yeah, mofo. Here I come. I love dating. And about three minutes later, I was like, <laughs> I fucking hate this. This is awful. Yeah. It's awful. And about five podcast episodes later you really fucking hate it yeah five <laughs> podcasts later i'm a eunuch you know <laughs> like i had my balls chopped off and i'm just asexual I, there's just there's like no sex to me at all anymore the disciples were writing about you in the bible <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it, seriously it, it, it sounds like the next time that you guys hang out you really just need to go for it yeah, the next time I'm just going to pull a magnum out of my pocket and be yeah. like, this is happening. There you go. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Do the Donald Trump. What's that? No, 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 no. Speaking of female listeners, deleting us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry, Devin. All of That's them. bad. We They don't condone that kind of activity. Yeah. I do. I need to pull a gold package magnum out of my pocket and just be like, you, me, and this. Yep. 
Wow. And then she's like, because that's way better than doing the Donald Trump. <laughs> I was, I, I thought you were talking about the golden shower, Donald Trump Jesus. thing. I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that was that was a whole do I other thing. Dude, and that's what I'm saying. Like we live in that culture. I'm like, a, I swear to God, I know it sounds ridiculous. I know it sounds ridiculous. I am literally afraid. I, I am. I don't know. And it's been a really long time since I've had to come on to a woman that way. It's been seven years. Or eight years since I've had to like try to be physically affectionate with a woman and see how she feels about it. It's been a really long fucking time. Hmm. And I feel awkward about it. And I mean, I want you to understand, you know, there, I am all about subtle body chemistry. Body chemistry is a is like a lost art and I am a master at it. I love to watch people's body chemistry. If you watch people's body chemistry, you can know everything about them, especially in an intimate situation where it's just the two of you. What, what do you mean by body chemistry? Body chemistry, the way you carry yourself, the way you your hands are sitting on your lap. Gotcha. If you're, so the way you sit, the way you stand, the way you walk. The, like the way you hold your lips. Do you turn your hips towards me? If you don't turn your hips towards me, you aren't interested. If you turn your hips towards me, you want to open your body to me. And you're it's it's almost like dogs and cats. Yeah. Like if you touch a cat on their stomach, a lot of times they'll freak out. If you are able to rub your cat's stomach and they allow you to do that, they are totally comfortable with you and they know you're never going to hurt them because that's yeah. their soft underbelly. Uh, humans have the same deal. Like if a woman plays with her hair in front of you, if she does certain things, that means that she's she's interested in you. She's comfortable around you. And she's she's moving her hair out of the way of her neck, you know, things like that. There's a, there's a lot of body chemistry that you can really pay attention to, and it's something that, that's that's really good to study. Her body chemistry, in a lot of ways, it says she's super super comfortable around me, but when it comes to taking it like another step and like showing affection, it's just it's just not existent. And I don't want to be the aggressor because I've been in situations before that are really uncomfortable where it's like you start to be a little aggressive and someone puts their hands up and they're like, yo, bro, what are you doing? I'm telling you, man, if you've never been in a situation like that, it has got to be one of the most uncomfortable situations you can possibly put yourself into. When you lean in to like kiss someone or you put your hand on their leg or you start to be affectionate to them and they like kind of ease away from you for Christ's sake it's just like put your shoes on and leave and don't say anything right crushing oh my god is that uncomfortable yeah but here's the thing though so you're you're three dates in even if you make that move and she resists well at least you know then and you can like stop touche exactly touche to where like if you want to continue being friends with her and only friends and that's cool but I would say, given the current climate, I don't think that's really what you're on match to do. To what? To just meet female friends? No, absolutely not. And and that's why I kind of joked around about the whole friend zone thing. And she was like, "No, no, no. I just take. I'm slow. Blah blah blah." And and I'm like, "I get it. I get you're slow, but I don't know, man. I I, I know that I have." done everything I could to not get on Bumble and Tinder. I've done everything that I could. 
we had that episode, and I was like, yeah, like we're going to do You're it. You're going to let us make you an account. I, yeah, Josh all that bullshit. I was so stoked about it. And then I went downstairs when you all left, and I was in my big empty fucking house, and I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. I can't do it. I feel weird about it. I think it's time. It's really close to time. I'm one of those, I like to wait until I'm broken. I'm already broken. Yeah. It's It's been, what, three three dates? With this one girl. Okay, with this one girl. Yeah. Well, let's well, let's just, okay, let's say she's just old-fashioned. Like, we live in a society where, like, it, whatever we want, it's literally a click away. Instant gratification. Instant gratification. So, if you meet someone on, on a site like Match or something, and she doesn't instantly want to go to, like, second base in today's time, because I, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. as a single man. Like, it does feel like, well, well, geez, you know, it's been an hour and we haven't had sex. You know, she's just right. not into me. Maybe she's just old-fashioned and it's just going to take a while. And she basically told me that I'm kind of slow and I like things to whatever. And Well, I, and I'm not saying that she has to, like, go down on you on the, on the fourth day. <laughs> Jesus. But, like, that's not – if she's not even reciprocating basic affection, like uh, even outside hands? of kissing, like, to me, that's a red flag – I mean, that's, I don't think it's a red flag. I think what I think like you need to make an aggressive move and see where it I goes. Agree. I agree. And I that mean, way the you'll, you'll at least and know I don't, one way or the other. And, and it's time. I basically told, I told you all, and I might've told a good friend of mine off the podcast that the third date was it. Like I was going to, so, and it was going so well. And I really thought like she was going to make up the distance in the room and it just never fucking happened. So then I kind of got discouraged, but, and on the fourth date, I'm just, you know, I don't know. And I know me, I'm so stupid. Well, but here's I'll it. probably just be like, I'm coming in to kiss you now. Uh, <laughs> hey, is it okay if I kiss you? Can I touch your breasts? <laughs> A big grizzly snout coming towards him. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll make it really fucking awkward. It, it, what's funny is on the fourth date when I'm like, can we please just be affectionate with each other? She'll probably say, I've been waiting for this since the first date. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Then I'll feel or like or whenever you go in to kiss her and you finally do kiss her, that's what she'll say. God, I've wanted to kiss you since the first date. Yeah. And then you feel like a huge asshole. Yeah, and I'll choke her and be like, well, you should have. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then she's like, oh, by the way, notch. I also have a penis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Twist. It's four him. dates in, I'm all in then. <laughs> it's Too like fucking Texas Hold'em. There's four cards on the table. I'm all in. <laughs> four cards. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when the grinder account comes open. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this together. It's Adam and Steve. Yeah. Adam and Steve. In case anybody out there is listening and they're thinking to themselves, you know, I've been single for a while and maybe it's time to to take the plunge and to start doing online dating. Don't do it. Ever. It's awful. Or if you're out there thinking, man, Adam has a great voice and I would love to meet that guy, hit us up at obppodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Good plug. Good plug. Yeah, please. I would love to to find some random out Guy. there from Illinois that really thinks that I'm attractive just based on my voice. Yeah, you should have uh, you should have like live call-ins. Oh damn, that would we need to get there. Adam. We need to get there one day. Yeah, we'll that'd there. be cool. Live call-ins. Yeah, I'm sure that would be great. We probably have to Skype advice it. with Adam with yeah. Burley Bear. We have with Cynthia Bur- from Illinois. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hey, I, I really like that Adam guy. <laughs> 
His he voice seems like he sounds could wrap me nice. up in his arms. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be your big spoon, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's tons of big spoons that have messaged me on match. Big spoons. <laughs> fucking terminology there. Listen, this is going to be Adam's girl that he ends up with. It's going to be bigger than him. Not not like weight or anything, but I'm talking about in in stature and you know built. She's about it's going to be seven. way bigger than him. And she's just gonna like manhandle Adam. God, I would love, love it. that. Yeah. I would love if somebody could just like sling me around a bedroom. <laughs> and her, her name is Gwendolyn. Yeah, Gwendolyn yeah. <laughs> Helga. Yeah, Russian. That'd be awesome. Adam. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's I don't have much for Adam's escapades this this week. It's just I'm gonna keep talking to these few people, but there's nothing about these people that I'm talking to, like that, these few that I've messaged recently that. There's nothing that stands out. One is cute. One works about 15 feet from me, like in the same area. And I've thought about meeting for lunch and stuff, but she lives an hour away. And I've already had that problem. I just, matching your schedules up and figuring that out when there's an hour of distance between you, it's tough. It's exhausting. Yeah, especially like when you just want to like cuddle. Right. If it's eight eight o'clock on a Thursday, you have nothing to do, but you just want to cuddle, yeah, and watch Steel Magnolias. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go an you don't want to go an hour away. No. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. I'm not. I'm discouraged. It's a rough stretch. <laughs> yeah, you I can literally be... feel my masculinity like pissing out every time I take a leak. Hey, why don't we <laughs> look? Why don't we just end this and we'll go downstairs and watch Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, perfect. That'll make it all better. Eat shelled peanuts. I have a bottle of white wine in the refrigerator. Oh, my Ooh. God. We're I actually have this. two bottles. Why don't yes. I go downstairs and take both of those bottles and smash them across my fucking forehead, <laughs> put myself out of my misery, and then you all can take pictures of me in a big puddle of blood and white wine. Like, here lies Adam. That sounds kind of romantic, actually. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's exactly how Still Magnolia's ends. Yeah, that was the that was the like you know in the credits like the second ending. I think that was actually an alternate ending to Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always wanted to take Shelby and smash her in the face with a bottle of white wine. <laughs> Couldn't stand Shelby; she was so awful. Wasn't she a diabetic in the movie? Yeah, drink yeah, your yeah. juice, Shelby. Drink your juice. Yeah, yeah. That would I would have just come in the room with a bottle of white wine and smash her in the face. I'm like, can you someone just put her out of her misery? Doesn't she die of kidney failure or something? Yeah, her baby watches her die basically. Oh, that's rough. God. Yeah. It was the feel good movie of two thousand four. Two thousand four, my ass. It was like nineteen. Yeah, it was nineties. Ah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Hey, really quickly before we do get off here, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there for all the subscribers and downloaders. Um, it means a lot to know that we're actually making a difference and that you guys are enjoying the content. So please continue to spread the word and uh, tell all your friends about us. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. This is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam. Jason, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Thank you so much for having me.